Welcome to the Doghouse on NTNRadio.com. Yes, that's us. Yes, that's Ooh, us. Us. I don't even mention video anymore. We're you know, I, I actually had my first, like, yeah, I know, know how to do the video lessons last and, week. And how was it? Um, I feel like I'm not scared of the program when I open it up. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, okay, I that's mean, a step in the right direction. That's a step in the right direction. Right. Okay. Uh, I got another tutor, tu- tutor lesson today. Okay. You know, coming this afternoon after the show. Okay, that's good. So, uh, I'm learning. I, okay. I kind of played around a little bit at home during the week uh, mm-hmm. with like the pro software and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, probably three to four years up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. No, you know, some of it is just kind of figuring out like, you know, it. Uh, look, uh, look how long it took us to figure out the audio stuff. Oh, God. Right. It, t- it took a long time. It took a long time. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to kind of start working with any luck. We're going to get a lot of snow and I'll have a lot of snowblower videos for us to screw around with. Okay. Well, we'll see. Right. What makes you think that? I don't know. They, well, it's global warming. Well, it's I know, be- but they keep talking stuff. about this. They keep talking about this double loads that's going to form off the coast yeah. and go off, off out to sea. Yeah. Right. But a week ago, they were talking about, oh man, that's um, that's that's going to hit us, and we're going to get you know three to five inches, and ten days from this Saturday, if you go back ten days ago. There was a thunderstorm out by where I live, uh-huh. and all the hillbilly locals, which I'm trying to become a part of, right. say thunder in January, 10 days later, is snow. <laughs> okay. Never even heard that before. Now, meteorologists can't predict the weather around here two days in advance. No, so I'm, but, but my neighbors are pretty okay on that. They're pretty good at so it. When is it. When is it 10 days? 10 days is Saturday. So this Saturday we're getting And there's out. a low pressure system forming off the coast and okay. one coming through. There's cold air. It's going to be where the front develops. Okay. Well. And they're saying it's going out to the last couple storms where they said, oh, we're going to go three to six inches, we'll go five inches. We end up with a couple mm-hmm. or like mainly rain. They've been wrong. And now they're saying we're going to get nothing but rain. Okay. So if they're going to be wrong, that means <laughs> snow. It could be. A few degrees could make all the difference, right? A few degrees, cold front comes down a little further, rain rides up. So I'm hoping- You heard it here first. If you're in the mid-Atlantic, start buying your bread, bread eggs, and milk right French now. French toast. French toast on Saturday. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm saying. French toast. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so I'm hoping to have some videos to do that. We got some news. Yep. We got some Supercross stuff, but yep. we also got some- a little bit of interesting news, it, and then a little a bit lot. of like side news. I think there's a lot of interesting news going on you right do now. The news first. Well, we could, we, yeah, we can go ahead and talk about that before we actually get into Supercross because <laughs> we don't really have a lot of news in Supercross. Although, it's I think it's going to be a little bit of an interesting discussion when we get Supercross. Yeah. But we I'm ha- going to hate it. We had uh, testing and Supercross going on in Jerez and no, Puerto Mi- Superbike. I'm sorry, Superbike in um, uh, Jerez and Puerto Mayo. Uh-huh. And uh, which was interesting because Kawasaki opted not to participate in the testing in Puerto Mayo, and they did their own private test. They did their own private test at a uh, track that they're going to see in the fall, uh, not until the fall, I think, right. or late late in the season, which was sort of interesting. Uh, but I actually think it might have been a little bit more than that. I think it might have been a little bit of they were trying out some new things they didn't want anybody else to see. Yeah, that's usually why you do a private test. Yeah, where you're renting a track. Yeah. Right? Oh, yourself. You so. got the mob sitting out. The Yakuza. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, right, or whatever. yeah. You got the Yakuza out there. Right. And stuff saying, no, stay away. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't give much credence to testing. I know you don't. Because we never know what they're testing at the time they're testing. Well, I don't. Here's what I'll say about testing. 
I, I don't give a lot of credence to somebody doing poorly in testing. So, like, if if, right. uh, if Kawasaki did not do well in the testing at Hareth, I wouldn't have given that a lot of credence because at that point you might be just trying settings out. It doesn't well, really I don't mean say, anything, well, right? Yeah, and I also don't want to say I don't give any credit when they're doing poorly. I also don't give any credit to them when a team's doing well. Like, when a team is doing around where they finished last year, yes, I feel like that's an honest test because there have been times where, you know, like the Honda has gone out for testing and looked like it's lightning on rails, but then you find out, well, the bike was 40 pounds lighter than the normal weight and they had, mm. you know... Oh, Grand Prix tires, you know, all, all this stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah but, they were the no, I mean, because they, that's they all testing. That's all fine, but I think that you can that there are things that you can gain from it. For example, okay, uh, first couple days of testing in Hareth, uh, Honda looked great, and Kawasaki didn't look so good. On uh, last day of testing in Hareth, uh, Kawasaki, uh, Jonathan Ray in particular, was just um, two tenths off of his record at the, at at that track. So that means that at least Kawasaki's holding its own, I think, right? You can look at that, right, and and say that much. The other thing that I thought was interesting was uh HRC's been all over the press recently. I don't know if you sort of watched that. They're they're yeah. really pumping up their their World Superbike involvement this year now. It's a fully sponsored HRC team, uh which they haven't been before, right? So it's fully HRC now. And a couple things that were really, really interesting. Haslam looked really fast on that bike. That was supposedly, they said, that that was a race-ready bike. So I don't think that was a 40 pounds off thing, okay? Um, the other thing, too, that I thought was sort of interesting was Bautista was not any, was not, he was not adapting as well to the, to the bike. So Haslam looked really good and looked really fast. Uh, and and Bautista yet has not made that, but Haslam's been on a Honda before. I still don't know that that means a whole lot, uh, you know, given the changes in the bike over those many years since he's been riding Honda. The other thing that I thought was sort of interesting was now with Redding on the Ducati, and this is both at Hareth and, and Porto Mile, he was faster than Davies, um, but the other thing that was sort of interesting was that uh, I didn't realize that he and Chaz Davies are almost identical in size. Yes. And, you know, Davies has always been the guy that was really, really big in, in World Superbike, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And people said that was a limiting factor for him. And and Davies actually says it's better now having somebody that he can look at who's who's got a somewhat similar riding style but is very similar in weight and height that he can actually look at because Bautista wasn't. They're not even no, close, right? Not even close. So uh, that was sort of interesting, but but Redding was fast uh, on the Ducati and seemed like he's adapting better to the Ducati than Chaz Davies, who's now got years on it. But remember, he has the Pinagali has not been friendly to Davies. No, it hasn't. Uh, certainly in the first half of the season, whereas it was really Bautista seemed like he was strong on it the first half of the season and then fell off, right? Yeah. So I think there are there are some things to think of. The other thing, too, that we should be talking about, Rascadiaglu was fast. Well, we know that. He was fast on the Yamaha. We know he was fast on the Kawasaki. So, right. but that, but he uh, was fast on a non-factory. And, and now Kawasaki. for the gift to now for the gift to Phil. Okay, this is why we talked about it. Alex Lowe's wrecked. No, you're kidding. <laughs> you're kidding. No. Yeah, yes, and 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 no, they didn't swap Sam Lowe's out for Alex. Yeah, so. you know, it, it's uh, if you're if you're shocked. I, I know well, there's I doghouse listeners who I actually never verified their stats. That they sent in about whether or not he crashed a lot or not. I didn't verify him. Well, and I, maybe I I'm, I'm gonna 
assume when someone says that, you know, he completed 95% of the races that he was entered in and the time that he was there, right, uh, that he was at Yamaha, I'm going to, I'm going to be- tend to believe him. He didn't just yeah, but I never out. looked at the stats. I mean, I can sit there and tell you Warren's here for 95% of the shows, and we know that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not true. <laughs> we don't hear his voice today, do we? No, not at all. We should sort of mention, again... Again, <laughs> coming okay. from coming from Ken, who missed like six months. Well, I but, missed uh, I, I I missed I missed a lot, but everybody knew up front that I wasn't yeah, going to be yeah, around yeah, for a no, while. His is like minute. yeah, it's 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 always last minute with him yeah. lately, right? Well, I can't I, I can't make it in. I've got to go get a pedicure that you know today. Yeah, you things know. like that, right? Uh, well, fluffer, right? I mean, there's, there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of busy, right? When he's, he's busy. He's yeah. busy when they're shooting. He's busy. Oh, that was horrible. Um, yeah, so I don't put a lot of things in testing. Well, I think you have to take it with a grain of salt. I don't, I, of, I, don't yeah. I, I don't disagree with that, but I, I think there are things about, everybody always points to the fact that, you know, Honda, uh, and, and MotoGP last year did not look good in testing and then came on, you know, and, and, and I, I think Honda and to, I think some extent and World Superbike Kawasaki does this too, is they don't show their cards early, right? Yamaha has to, because they need the rider to get you know, into that final configuration with the bike. And we should be now that we're coming to within a month of the start of the season, we should now be seeing these bikes pretty close in what their race um, c- configurations are going to be. Obviously, there's some changes from track yeah. to track. But, you know, we get, we get a good idea. So what, what are we seeing there? Has Yamaha made a big step? Mm, I, I can't say we that. We won't know until the Kawasaki's you, are there. Well, I can't say that. And the Kawasaki's were still fast, right? Right. So uh, you, you can't say that, but they, they didn't seem to lose anything. Whether they made the next step, I don't know. I'm more interested in what Yamaha's going to look like in MotoGP than I am actually in World Superbikes. World Superbikes, the Yamahas were competitive, right? Yeah, you know, I and I think adding Raz Gadiago to the team is going to increase their abilities to win races. Well, I think it says a lot about him that he can get off the Kawasaki, get on the Yamaha, and be fast right away. Right. That that just tells you the guy's got a lot of talent, right? He's got talent. Uh, you know, Redding's got talent. I don't think there's anybody out oh, there. Oh, no, no, no. I think, I, think, I think Redding's, Redding's got talent, but right? uh, yeah, the problem is, is with anybody, you never know when you put them on a Ducati. You right. never know. Right. So I, I I think the testing, while I'm excited because that means that means World Superbike's only about a month away. Yep. Uh I'm not so excited because I just don't trust any of the times I see on anything. Uh, okay. I, I mean that's that 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 that's fair. Uh, that that's fair, but I think that you can compare track times to, you know, from you know, during the season to testing to see whether somebody, you know, a, a particular manufacturer with a particular rider on the bike has picked up a few tents or they've dropped off. I mean, they did have at Hareff, they had a couple rainy days in the test, which it basically throws everything out the window. I don't think you can make anything of that. Um, Puerto Mayo was more interesting because it was, it, it was uh, uh, certainly a lot drier there, but then, you know, they weren't competing against Kawasaki, but the Yamahas looked, they looked very, very fast. Redding looked good. Um, so and Honda, Honda, I, I mean, with Honda's complete um, sponsorship now of that team and their involvement in it, I, I, I this is something I've been waiting for for years, right? For for HRC to be not not just like yeah, I'll, I'm a sticker sponsor and I give you some, I give you some bikes, right? But now they're actually committed. It's a new bike, and and I, I mean, Honda's got a good reputation, I think. 
well-earned for when they are seriously involved in racing. They make, they, they've done it in Supercross. They've done it in MotoGP. Well, when they make the commitment, they make the commitment. They make the commitment, and I think, you know, Honda Racing, which is like, they don't like being called HRC. They call themselves Honda Racing. When Honda Racing gets involved, yeah, it's a, they, they bring the full, the full engineering capabilities that they have in, in Japan to Yeah, that. I just don't think that they can make a one-year turnaround. Now, I don't know if they can make a one-year turnaround. To me, if Haslam finishes in the top five of the championship, it's a win for them. I really or believe Bautista, that. Right? Well, Bautista, I don't know. I mean, so far we don't know, but you know, yeah. maybe, maybe Bautista. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think if either of their bikes finishes, in the I think top if they five, get a podium this year, it's a win for them. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think that'd be a win. For yeah, them. I. There, there's a lot of interesting. I, this is my prediction for the season. Okay, I am not going to, and I think anybody who predicts against Jonathan Ray is kind of out of their mind. Uh, it'll be. I'll be. I am very, very curious to see how you know Alex Lowe's does. On the Kawasaki, but that being said, you can't bet against Johnny Ray and not winning. What, right. what? What is this? His 38th championship or something? Something in a row. <laughs> yeah, right, in a row. Right. Um, you can't bet against that. But I actually think, like below that, that's where they're really. That's really what this season's all about, right? And and uh, you know, ultimately, if I don't know. race so, seasons are always about winning to me. Well, no, right? no, like, no, 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 no. Third, I, oh, I, I, well, the race for third place. Who gives? No, up? no, no, no. I I I get what you're saying. I I, I don't argue with that. But I just think that's going to tell us a lot about the future, right? What what six through second looks like this yeah. season, because I think that the I think the competition is be much tighter now than it was. I think the you know outside of you know Ducati throwing in an occasional win last se- you know an occasional win early in the season in World Superbike and Chaz Davies seeming to pick it up somewhat later in the season, I think there's a lot more competition out there. I think. It's going to be much tighter. It's actually going to be, I think, a tougher season for Ducati because of Yamaha and the riders that Yamaha has now with Ratskadioglu there. Um, and I'll be very curious to see whether Honda can push on them as well. So if you have three manufacturers, not even counting Kawasaki, three other manufacturers, Honda, uh, Ducati, and Yamaha, that are close this season, it's going to make for some really good racing. And potentially that could create some pressure for for um for uh, Ray and Lowe's as well. So we'll yeah, see. We'll see. Yep. So I, I actually, I'm I think there's more to watch. To the I think there's more to watch in World Superbike this season than a MotoGP, in my opinion. I, I think you're right. Yeah. I would not argue that. I, yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be a better coast racing season. Let's get into a little bit of the news that came out, I believe it was yesterday or was it this mm-hmm. morning, that uh, Maverick Vinales has, is, as of what we know right now, the only person who signed he, he a is, contract for twenty one twenty two, he is the only person who's got a contract in After the, the end of this year. Pa- yeah, Paddock that is scheduled, and there's a lot of riders. By the way, there's a yeah. lot of riders. I think there's eight riders whose contracts run out in twenty twenty. No, I think almost everybody's. I think it's more than that. Uh, it might be, but some of the people who nobody really cares about. Yeah, but I'm just. But, saying. I, but I mean, it's like eight competitive riders, right? Yeah. Guys that are in top ten finishers. Whose contract and this, by the way, includes um, Mark Marquez, right? Whose contracts run out the end of this season. And none of them have been signed. Vinales was the first. Will, will now will, will there now be a, a, a sudden? Well, one of the articles I had read out of Europe had said that they thought that um, Ducati was going to make a big play for Vinales. Well, must not have been that big, right? I mean, well, you know, so mm-hmm. I thought maybe Yamaha was like, "We're going to put something on the table early mm-hmm. and, and see." Uh, you know, I know everybody's saying Marquez is going to. 
you know, re-sign with Honda and that's a given. You know, I don't know. Every time, every time I think something like that happens, you know, guys get it in their head that, well, if I don't win on a different bike, you know, they're always going to fault that against me. Or, or the dollars, right? Or the, it's like, hey, look at all these millions. Yeah, I, you know, I go back to my theory about that. He's going to get the 10th championship first. Then he's going to yeah, end I, up I, I, That's a valid theory. It's too, ri- too risky for him to move to Ducati. That is, that is, that is a valid theory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, he puts that away. He, he, he basically eclipses uh, but, Rossi, and but then he goes on. Are they going to, are, is Honda going to say, well, you want to do a one-year or two-year deal? It, they're going to try. I feel like Marquez is still young enough that if you can, you lock him up for three to four years. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, I, I think so. And, my, and Marquez not being signed signed doesn't surprise me as much as a few other, you know, people that have been signed. Um, but because I imagine that the dollars thing is a big deal with the Marquez signing, right? It's going to cost you an arm and a leg, right? It's going to be spending money. Yeah, it's going to be an arm and a leg. And can you imagine trying to tie him up for three or four years? I think it's most likely going to be a two-year. I agree they should, but I don't. I think it's just too much money. You know, uh, and then I also read another thing that uh, it was an Italian paper that kind of thought that Rossi would re-sign with Yamaha for a two-year deal and then retire. It's interesting because I read the opposite. And because he was buying time for Luca to move up. Yeah, so here's what I read. Okay, I read, and I don't remember where I read it, but that, and, and supposedly this came, comes from Rossi. Of course, you can't believe anything you read in the press, but that Rossi's going to see how he does in the first part of the season and make a decision. I'd read that too. This yeah. article was yeah. dated way past when I had read those articles. Okay. Well, those articles I, started popping up around Christmas time. Okay. Well, this one was dated just the last week. So, and basically, Rossi, it, it sounds like Rossi's heart's not really in it anymore. And he's going to see, I guess he's going to, he's going to see how he feels. The, you know, the one piece of news that we haven't heard much about at all is about Rossi at all. There's been very little talk yeah. about him at all. I just don't think. I just don't. I think he's getting to the point where his heart's not in. Unfortunately, I think he's stuck around, you know, waiting for, for waiting for his desire to to, to go away. Uh, but I think the big deal was you remember the big deal when he went out and got the F one uh, ride when he switched with the F one driver and the F one yeah. got to ride the bike and yeah. he looked good on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Rossi. I think Rossi had to find that right. We always thought he was going to go into rally. That's what he was going to end up going into after his. Uh, he could go into Formula motorcycle one. racing. I think that's where he wants to go because you know in Italy, being an F1 driver it means everything, right? If you're an F1 yeah. driver in Italy, you're 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 a legend, right? And he's already a legend in MotoGP, so now what's he going to do, right? So um, if he doesn't feel excited anymore about motorcycle racing, and if he starts to feel like his chances of winning aren't there, and I think that's what he's waiting to find out. Uh-huh. I I don't know that Rossi will finish the season. We'll see. Yeah, he's got a decision to make. If if he's also the rumors that he was going to go to Patronus, yeah, right, Mm -hmm. and just kind of satellite it out to the end or whatever. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I I I think I think he's realizing that you know this time is winding down on him. Um, Well, the other thing too is that if he's going to go to F one, if there's discussions about him getting a ride in Formula One, and that season starts up not much later. Yeah. So well, I don't think he's going to be that. We'll see. I, I don't. Well, I don't. All right. I don't think he's going to be that this year. Okay. Right. I. I don't see. I don't. Man. I just. There's not enough testing time. 
right? They build those, those cars are so built to the drivers. Yeah, all it takes is one driver breaking a foot or something. We know that happens in F1 all the time. Yeah, so. that's true. That's so, true. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. The whew. good speculation. I good mean, speculation. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot. So we're going to have a lot to talk about over the season with mm-hmm. that. The other thing, before we jump into Supercross, I mm-hmm. just want to say, uh, you know, I, I, I totally watched it too much racing in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the 24 hour Lamar, uh, mm-hmm. 24 hours of Daytona. Yep. And, um, Shayna Texter came on. You know, she was there last year for it, you know, mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, I guess through maybe, you know, she just signed that big deal, so I'm sure it's through a sponsor thing. And she was on the coverage, and she was in the booth with Dale Jr. and you know whoever else was in the booth with them. I didn't know the other guys. And they were talking to her about the flat track and everything. And Dale's like, "Look, he's like, I'm gonna call you out." He's like, "Daytona, they run a TT, and you haven't been too good in TTs." Mm-hmm. He's like, "What are you doing different?" And she's like, "Well." You know, I'm training a lot harder. I'm training with different people. She's like, and I'm married to the, and I'm engaged to the, you know, the champ. So I, I feel like I should be, uh, I feel like I'm training with best and getting his knowledge too. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to suck all the brains out of Bauman. I guess. Well, that's that's all they do when they marry you anyway. Yeah, I know. They take your money. They're yeah, ju- right. shooting for your job already. Uh, it's the same thing. <laughs> no, but uh, it was it was good to see her. And, you know, I, I was shocked that Junior went like after her, like, you're, you're not doing too good on the TTs. Well, I like, don't know. Junior, get, yeah, Junior, get, hop, on, hop on two <laughs> wheels. Let's see how you <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, right? It's like, hey, Junior, uh, you know, she's, she's almost got, she's got as many, uh, my major championships as you do. I, yeah. I mean, I know he's got the Bush Series championship, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh. So I just thought that was kind of good. Supercross first, mm-hmm. first triple crown. First triple crown. Which I, which I, wish I like it, the triple crown. I, I wish they I, all I, were. I like the triple crowns too. I wish they all were. Yeah. Uh, and the return of Rasheen. I know you don't like him. No. But he's so much better than that British guy. Yeah. No, I have. I have. I'm sorry. I just don't have any love for Ralph Shaheen. I know. Not saying he's a bad guy, but it's like, you know, you could, you could, it, it'd be like, in, you know, me, you putting me in to do the, you know, to do the, uh, the color on a snowmobile race. I mean, seriously, yeah, I know nothing pl- about it. He's the play-by-play guy. He's not That's the what color I'm, okay, guy. Okay, so play-by-play guy. Play-by-play-by-play. Play by play. There isn't really play-by-play, play, but okay. He, he's the, well, I don't know what they actually call Ricky, them. the goat is the color guy. Yeah, I know. No, he'd be called the play-by-play. That, but you know, he's supposed play to tell you play. where people are. I'm sure there's another name for it in racing uh, than play-by-play. Play. That's a football, you know. Anyway, anyway, whatever. <laughs> we don't know what it's called, so let's just admit it, we don't okay, know. All right, we'll move on. The point, the point is, is that he 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 doesn't he doesn't talk from authority. You know what I mean, Ralph Shaheen? Right? He's just like uh, I'm some he guy who's got have a radio to. He voice. He has to go sitting with an arm's reach. Yeah. Okay. Right. So in other words, he provides no value. Thank you. But he's better than the British guy. Uh, okay. Well, you're just against British people. <laughs> I am. You I are. have been since 1776. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but back into back into the let's start. Let's go 250s. Mm-hmm. Forkner finally had a race where he didn't dump it. Yeah. He finally had three races where he didn't dump it. He still is riding very aggressively. You notice that? He is. He, you know just... who's riding even more aggressively? Is Fernandez. Yeah, Fernandez is. There, there were several passes watching him this week. And I, now, mm-hmm. I don't know, honestly, I noticed this last year, but I don't want to say I didn't notice it. I just mm-hmm. don't remember being a thing. Is It seems like when Fernandez is going into the corners, he's going in there and it's, and it's, it's you know, win it or bin it. 
You, you know, like he's yeah. either going to make the pass or it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, I mean, Faulkner does some of that too. The, I would say the difference between Ferrandez and Faulkner is Faulkner is, is working and Ferrandez is not working as well, right? Right. As it was. Um, you know, and I know it's super crossing. You got to be you got to be aggressive, right? And, and you have limited passing error opportunities. And limited passing right? errors. So but you know, like you there were several passes yeah. where if people and here's what I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And and if I find out people are scared, I'm going to go to a Supercross race and just beat racers, okay. right? But I felt like there were a couple times when Ferrandez, like when he went by Hart Ramp, and uh, I think, I don't remember, somebody else, when he went by them, they like chickened out because they saw what he did to Craig last week. <laughs> and Craig did it to himself this week. Yeah, oh, that was a bad one, yeah. too. The, 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 two red flags. We haven't had two red flags in one event two, two red flags, in a yeah. while. Two red flags in the 450s. Yeah, they had two red flags in the four fifties. I thought they had they, they had a red flag in the for then that the would start have been, that would have been three. There were two, yeah, so was three, two yeah. different two different races. We had red flag and 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 yeah, the four fifties. The, the two fifty well, main we'll, we'll was talk, red flag too. We'll talk about that. Um. So, but I love the triple the triple uh, crown event style where all I the races too. matter. Mm-hmm. No loser chance qualifier. Yep. Uh, you know, it's a shame a couple guys got taken out and you know Craig didn't race and. You know mm-hmm. uh, the the couple races, and there was a lot of attrition in the first corner. Yeah, there was. Uh, Cooper struggled. He struggled. But, he struggled in the first two events. Well, the first, yeah, the uh, first two events, it, it was like he got he. he I, for, I I thought that he might have been riding too close to Kristen Craig and just couldn't remember how to keep the bike upright. Yeah, because because li- literally the guys was leading the the championship going into the first race. And it just drops the bike. Yeah. And and then and it drops the bike in the event two. Yeah. It ends up winning event three, but at that point that that the you know, Faulkner had already sewn yeah, it up. Yeah, at basically. that point the best he could do was uh ninth. Was that the best he could do? That was the best he could do. Wow. If he won event three, the best he could do was ninth. Wow. Uh you know, I want to give a shout out to Michael Moseman. Moseman, I guess Moseman. Mm-hmm. Moseman. Uh, he got his first podium in a triple crown race yep. against a against a tough in a tough format. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of good. Um, Hart Ramp again had another good race weekend. Uh, you know, I think Faulkner if Faulkner could stay up, Faulkner and Cooper have the same problem right now, staying upright. Well, Faulkner's problem is that he he. he you know that when he usually is not upright, it's because he's running into somebody. Yeah, right? no, I know. Um, Cooper's running into dirt. Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Christian Craig's getting taken out by the people or himself. Well, Ferrandez, right? Right. I mean, for, but Ferrandez, Ferrandez right? did I take said. out all of HRC lap. <laughs> Yeah, Ferrandez like they're going to pay me next time around. So he, that, he did. Uh, the, the, uh, right now, it's going to be sort of interesting because as strong as Justin Cooper looked very, er, very, very early in the season, he it's not been good lately. No, and he had enough of a lead that it was he he ca- carried the lead two. into it, and now it's pretty much yeah, it, it's like four points. Three yeah, it's points. Like, it's like yeah. yeah, so it's it's pretty rough. Uh, Look good for Faulkner right now. Yeah, in four fifties, uh, you know, I it's it's interesting. All the people that we talked about as being people that you know were ones that we expected would do well have not been doing well, right? Uh, Tomac had an okay. You know, uh, yeah, weekend, but not good enough. Okay, definitely not good enough. Uh, Adam C and Cirillo again. He's you know unforced and, and errors. Another guy he's got uh, the unforced drops. Errors. Unforced errors. Unforced errors. Yeah, and uh, and and Cooper Webb again. Not 
not looking real strong, even though he ended up winning the 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 third race. Yeah. Um, it's like too little, too late, right? Yeah, and right. guys, you know, uh, Anderson had a third, you know, hit the podium with a third, mm-hmm. uh, and Barsha on fifth. Yeah. You know, Malcolm had one race where he looked great, and the other two he looked pedestrian. Yes. Uh, you know, Adam Cicerola unforced unforced errors. You yep. know, and the one race when he was he was charging all three races he was charging. I said, man, if he can keep it upright, this could be a good finish. He can keep yeah. it upright. Yeah, and and, and he, he just couldn't. can't. Yeah, he can't. He can't. So. I, I don't. I don't know, know why I'm, he's he's having so much trouble. This he's is tall and lanky. He well, should this, be this, good this, on it. This may be the you know the um this may be still part of the 450 adjustment period for him, and it Maybe. just may be. That we might have been fooling ourselves to think, as strong as he looked in Anaheim one, we might have been fooling well, he's ourselves. Well, still been to think the number this... one qualifier. Like, I think he was still speed wise number one qualifier. You know, I mean, he's fast, right? I yeah. think the biggest thing with him is he's fast. I don't know whether it's the nerve bug that gets him, or whether he's trying to push it so hard that he's, you know, it, all racing is finding that edge and riding the edge. Yeah. Right. Like where where you're the maximum fast. And not not throwing away, you know, that perfect lap, that that not throwing it away. Yeah, but I also think that the aggression in the the main events is so much stronger than qualifying that almost qualifying doesn't mean much at all. I yeah. Mean, yes, it's position, right? It's position well, it's in the starting start position, gate position, right? right? Well, but I think the problem is, you know, when you watch Supercross, right, that that advantage that you have goes away very, very quickly. Unless you break out of the pack early on. Which is what Roxon did all three races. Which is what Roxon did all, all three races. But, you know, if you don't have, if you don't do that, then you end up mid-pack, right? And and just you could be on all the way on the outside gate and still end up getting the whole shot, right? And we've always said the whole shot was one of the most important things in Supercross. And the reason is you don't want to be in the mid-pack because it's like a disaster, right? It's a, it's a wreck waiting to happen. Right in Supercross, uh, this weekend it was like Ken Roxon was just fast. He was just outright fast the whole time, yeah. right? And that that that's the thing that I would be worried about right now because if T Rex arms can be that fast, and he had said preseason that he was feeling so much better than he was, you know, last year we saw it when he got out front and he could choose the line. Yeah, he was, and he was he was fast. Yeah, yep. It's it's in traffic where yeah. where he can't choose the lines. Well, and right. The, and if you look, there are times where now uh, because you're the leader, when you catch the oncoming traffic, they get the blue flag. Yeah. Right. And they they've been pulling over out of his way. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody does a Chad Reed to him from a couple years ago. Right. Right. You know where Chad Reed raced people for no reason. Um, you know, he could he could lose a lead that way. I, I yeah. still haven't seen him when he's caught in the pack, he is not fast. Yeah. So um, you know, uh, or, or he has problems passing people. I want to say that. Yeah, I, I was I, gonna say he's not the type of person that's gonna, you know, um gather up a lot of lost lead to somebody and take right. him over. Well, you know, he's had problems when Tomac's been out ahead, right? Yeah. Uh the problem is right now he he's just right now he looks faster than anybody else out he does. there. Yep. So, but that, well, we've given seen the a couple season, years ago, yeah. two, two or three times in the past, we've seen him be the fastest guy and had mm-hmm. that wreck, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That that yep. oh, I went too far well, on the edge yeah. and had that. That's wreck. why he's been reconstructed because he's had these bad wrecks, right? So yeah, we'll just wait and see, you know, how things go. But right now he's in an awful strong position. Uh, next week they'll go to the former home of the Oakland Raiders. They will yeah. be in Oakland, 
And, uh, you know, we'll see how that. But some guys supercross are going there. No one else wants to be in Oakland. So. <laughs> no one else wants to be. I did not know. They, maybe they're gonna have like the dirt bikes with the machine guns on. And stuff. <laughs> that'd be good. So, that'd be the last California listener we have. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I what I take out of that is if Roxon gets a lead, you might not catch him. It it did it doesn't look that way right now. It does and then not the, look that way. The, the thing they have to worry about is that you're going to really quickly get to that point where you start to run into you know, insurmountable leads yeah. and, uh, it happens quick in supercross, right? It happens pretty quick in supercross. Yeah. It would, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to wait, be stuck with, you know, right now. I mean, even as we sit right now, he's got an eight point lead over Tomac yeah. and, uh, 11 points over Barsha, you know, and, and he is pulling away. He's going to start pulling away. If Tomac doesn't get a couple wins, those, those three points, three points, three points. They start to add up they're, quick. Soon they're nine. Yeah, that's right. And then they're 12. Yep, yep. Um, so we'll so see. So people need to worry about it. I mean, it's, it, it's, 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 I was going to say it's early, but it's getting to be not early because you're going to hit the midpoint in the season in 30 days, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're four weeks in of a 19-race season. Yeah. Right? Yep. So we're, we're one race from the quarter way mark. We have 19 stops? I believe so. I'll, I'll have to count them, but okay. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 stops. Okay. So we're pretty much a quarter away. Yeah. Yeah, we're a quarter away now. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway through to, uh, by the end of the 250s. So oh. in another month, we're halfway through, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the other thing, I was finally glad to see how much time they gave to KTM Juniors this week, where they, like, talked about the whole series. And I wish they'd show more of the race. Yeah. We don't need the Science of Supercross. We don't need... Make up to uh, mock. That's because of us complaining about it. I think so. I, I think they're tired of me complaining. I know. Our, our influence grows daily. Daily. Everybody fears. At least, fears at least in our minds. Uh, yeah. You know. uh, well, something grows daily. Uh, we'll be back next week.